Have you ever pursued a relationship that you knew wasn't good for you? Like in the back of your mind, you knew it was going to end, but you went for it anyway. Maybe because you felt like you're hard to love or that you're afraid of commitment and you subconsciously found a relationship that you knew wouldn't last. Or maybe you have a past history of stormy relationships. You've always been the type of person who's been very hot and cold with your partner. One day very loving and affectionate and the next day pushing them away very um, untrusting. These are some signs um, that point to a fearful avoidant attachment style. And that's what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about some more signs that point toward the fearful avoidant attachment style and how that comes to be in the formative years of childhood. But mostly today we're going to focus on some ways you can move from a fearful avoidant attachment style to a secure attachment style in the same relationship. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Love Brain Podcast. I'm your host, Camilla Reese. Today, we're going to be talking about the fearful avoidant attachment style and just some signs to help you understand if maybe this is the attachment style that you lean toward. And we're also going to talk about how this attachment style comes to be, um, what kind of what kind of caregivers you had in childhood that might have led to this attachment style. Um, but most importantly, we're going to talk about some things you can do to move from this fearful avoidant attachment style to a secure attachment style. So some signs that you might lean toward a fearful avoidant attachment style is that you are or were a serial dater. You've probably had a lot of relationships, many of them probably very short-lived um, just you fell in really fast and then fell out just as, just as hard and fast. Um, this, this is because you simultaneously crave connection and closeness while also trying to escape it, um, because you have a fear of the, this very thing that you crave. Um, another sign of the fearful avoidant attachment style is in the same way that you, you know, are off and on in and out with relationships so fast is that you are also very hot and cold in the relationships that you are so that you're in so um, these relationships could have been very high conflict very stormy Um, one minute there's a ton of love and then the next minute you're pushing them away Um, just a lot of conflicting feelings about your partner Um, almost almost constantly either feeling head over heels in love or feeling like you don't trust them and you want them as far away from you as possible. So just very, very contradictory um, and very confusing. You're kind of a combination of the, the other two insecure attachment styles, the anxious attachment style and the dismissive avoidant attachment style, um, except you're getting the most difficult of both of those worlds. So 
like the anxious attachment style, you crave connection and closeness, you have a strong fear of abandonment, you're, you feel like you're very hard to love and you're very, you, you chase connection and closeness while at the same time, like the dismissive avoidant attachment style, you also fear closeness and you are simultaneously trying to escape the very thing you want most. Um, this attachment style, it is really confusing and it's really conflicting and it's, it's no fun. Um, and our goal here really is to start practicing some things so we can move into a more secure attachment because this is not just like the other insecure attachment styles. This is not a place you want to stay for the rest of your life. You, you want to be somewhere where you can feel peaceful and while you navigate this attachment style, there's there's things you can do step by step to start self-settling, start self-soothing, and move from this high anxiety, high fear, um, high avoidance state to, you know, a more boundaried, healthy, peaceful place. The fearful avoidant attachment style is also described as the most disorganized of the insecure attachment styles. This would be pretty self-explanatory after the, the explanation I just gave of how you're switching back and forth between this looking for love, seeking love, taking what you can get, and then simultaneously trying to escape it, trying to push it away. Um, it's also, the fearful avoidant attachment style is also very connected with um, personality disorders like the borderline personality disorder. Um, this attachment style is also more highly uh, correlated to um, violent, violent relationships, um, high conflict relationships, relationships with more emotional abuse. Um, once again, that's part of why this is called the most disorganized. It's definitely arguably one of the hardest attachment styles to navigate because you know it's it's just so hot and cold and you don't really understand your feelings before we move on I just want to clarify that all of these attachment styles if you think about it more as like a spectrum or a matrix it's not just like oh I have this attachment style therefore I identify with every single sign and childhood experience that um, Camilla's mentioned in all of her podcasts, um, that may be true, but for a lot of you, you might just lean toward that style and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're all the way down at the end of the spectrum, right? So just when, while I'm describing the fearful avoid attachment style, I know I've said some pretty heavy things that go along with this, but just recognize that just because maybe you do lean toward this style doesn't mean you're prone to violence or, um, emotional abuse, all right, let's talk about early childhood experiences and relationships with caregivers. So one of the main keys that research has found plays a major part in the fearful avoidant attachment style is trauma, unfortunately. Um, so this could come from emotional abuse or emotional neglect um, or any other form of a of abuse. Um, 
most likely this this means that whether it was your caregivers, which is more likely, um, you your your caregivers either abused you or neglected you in some way that made you feel unsafe as a child, and so it kind of caused this dichotomy where you never got any attention from them, and when you did get attention, it was very negative and very made you feel very unsafe and so you you lived in this world as a child where you wanted so badly to get affection and validation from your parents who you know maybe never batted an eye toward you but you were also very very scared of your parents and were (laughs) very afraid when they walked in the room because you had a feeling um, from your, all of your past experiences and patterns with your parents that they were going to hurt you, whether it was emotionally or physically, whether it was being critical, um, yelling at you, talking you down, making fun of you, um, or or it could have been physical, sexual abuse of any kind, any kind of manipulation, control, Um, pretty much just you, if you were a child in this situation, you grew up feeling very desperate for love and very afraid of people. (laughs) So it created this, this really conflicting world and a really conflicting feeling for you, which is most likely why you do you did start showing these signs of fearful avoidant attachment style why you do chase love and then push it away super fast why you you know been in so many relationships and and are afraid of commitment um or why you do why you do have really stormy high conflict relationships because maybe that really was all you ever knew and so to you it might even feel normal um there's there's plenty of of reasons um, why the fearful avoidant attachment style comes to be. It's not always trauma. This is just what it's most highly correlated to. And like I said, I think, I mean, obviously there's, there's a spectrum of trauma. There's levels of trauma. I don't want to put one trauma over another. I just feel like that's, I don't know, I don't want to compare them. Um, but there's definitely like layers to it and levels. And so wherever you are on the spectrum, if I guess what I'm trying to say is I think some people who struggle with attachment style are like, well, I wasn't abused as a kid. Like this, this can't be me because I wasn't physically abused. Um, but maybe they still are afraid. They grew up afraid of their parent because maybe they still had a parent who was really critical and, I know criticism doesn't seem like trauma, but it can be. I mean, trauma is completely, it can be very subjective, right? It's up to the child. Um, it's like if it traumatized you as a kid, it, it traumatized you as a kid. And it, I mean, you can't just look back and be like, oh, it wasn't a big deal because at the time it was. And that's that's the formative experience you had that taught you what, life was like it taught you what people were like um so I that's why I just want to make you feel heard here I guess and and know that 
you don't have to have when, when I speak of trauma I'm not saying like you have to have gone through the worst trauma ever known to relate to this attachment style it really can be you could there's a whole spectrum of negative experiences with caregivers that can lead to this this attachment style let's move forward and talk about three steps that you can take to move to a more secure attachment from a fearful avoidant attachment style my first the first step i would recommend would be to look into therapy um, and find a really good therapist that's a good fit for you Um, couples therapy would also be a a great idea um, but also individual talk therapy as well Um, I really think for I recommend therapy for everybody (laughs) Um, it, it doesn't matter you don't have to be Um, You don't have to wait till you're at some some certain specified level of struggling to get therapy. Therapy is for everybody because we all are dealing with with demons, with skeletons um, throughout our lives. And so really in order to start peeling back the layers of this attachment style, I really highly recommend and suggest getting into um, therapy, sometimes we have to deconstruct to reconstruct our schema and our idea of what love should be, what boundaries should be, um, and what we deserve. So that really ultimately would be my, my greatest piece of advice to not just fearful avoidant attachment style but everybody um who errs on the side of an insecure attachment style and i recommend it to people with a secure attachment style you can there's there's virtually no amount of therapy that you can go to that's too much you just i mean as long as it's with a good therapist because not all therapists are creative created equally and there's definitely a truth to having a good fit for a therapist client relationship there's not every therapist and client is going to be a good fit so definitely find somebody who's comes highly recommended by a friend or um, somebody you trust or just somebody that you've found really gets you Um, but yeah just know that not all therapists are meant to be your therapist um and definitely do a little bit of research before you you go to counseling. Um, step number two I would suggest would to be to name your fears. Um, be open about your fears with your partner and with yourself. So this is sounds really simple, but I think it's a lot easier said than done. Um, really just try to... Notice those behaviors that I mentioned earlier, those signs that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. When you're exhibiting those behaviors, try to stop and take a step back and name what fear you're acting out on in that moment. Because at least in my experience, um, I, I err on like the side of anxious attachment. I notice sometimes when I'm when I'm 
acting like somebody with an anxious, anxious attachment style, um, that I'm acting on my fears. And when I, when I pause and take a step back and think, okay, what fear am I, what fear is driving me to act this way and behave so, you know, irrationally or think so irrationally, what fears are driving me? Um, so it, the same applies here with fearful avoidant focus on, you know, is, is it my fear of rejection that's driving me to, um, pull away before we get too close testing people that's that's acting out on the fear of or either the desire to be loved or a fear of abandonment you're testing the waters to see is this person going to abandon me and you kind of put them in situations that what, you put them in traps <laughs> that's the word I was thinking of Going back to my original point, just focus on try to try to pay attention to your behaviors and pause to name what fear these actions are based upon. And that will kind of help you start to peel back the first and second layers of this attachment style. It runs so much deeper than that, but that that definitely is one of the roots that can help you that can help you move toward a secure attachment style. Um, the The other roots are things like talking about your trauma, talking about your negative childhood experiences, and that might take a little longer to dig at. The third step that I suggest for moving from a, a fearful avoidant attachment style to a secure attachment is to practice daily affirmations. Um, Remind yourself every morning or every night that you are loved and that you deserve to be loved, that you deserve happiness, you deserve to be able to trust people, um, and maybe even to remind yourself, I can trust people. There are people in my life who I can trust. Um, Sometimes it sounds silly to say these things out loud. It just like feels awkward to talk to yourself or feels awkward to say these like sappy things to yourself. But psychology has shown that saying things out loud tricks your brain in a way into believing it. And I'm not saying that these things aren't true and you should trick your brain. What I am saying is that over time in your childhood, up until now, you've been tricking yourself that you aren't worthy of love, that you aren't lovable, that you can't trust anybody. And I don't. I think these these thoughts and feelings are super valid because of the experiences you've gone through. However, you still have the, these were coping mechanisms. These were things you taught yourself because of bad experiences. But it doesn't mean the whole world is the way you saw it as a child. Um, so instead of continuing this cycle and continuing this pattern of telling yourself that you don't deserve love, you don't deserve to trust anyone, you don't deserve a happy, healthy relationship, turn that around and, and out loud, say it out loud to yourself, I deserve love. I'm worthy of love. I'm a lovable person. I'm 
I should be able to trust my partner. I deserve that. And I do trust my partner, even though sometimes my, my anxieties, my fears creep in. Just say those things out loud and eventually you can't, I mean, not just this alone, but this will help you start to rewire those pathways in your brain and start believing that you are worthy and acting as such. Um, I really hope that these three steps were helpful for you today. I think it really, knowing, just having a basic understanding of why you sometimes have those the behaviors that you do when it comes to relationships um, and kind of your childhood experiences that may have formed these thoughts and behaviors, understanding these these underlying things and uh, in, a lot that goes along with your style, I think really help couples better understand each other and, and have more compassion for each other um, and have more patience, more willingness to deep dive into each other's emotional worlds and ultimately connect better and improve together. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star review and subscribe or share it with a friend. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining me. And uh, next episode, we will be talking about communication styles. I'll be talking about communication styles and some of the lessons that I've learned from um, my own experience in my relationship about healthy communication. And I will have a guest with me, Taylor Hollingsworth, and she is she does a lot of relationship research of her own. She's very passionate about healthy relationships. She's a good friend of mine, and I'm really excited to um, have her as a guest, and we can we'll be chatting about some lessons we've learned about healthy communication. Thank you so much for joining me. Mm-hmm.